Welcome back to Grounded Spirits. I'm your host, Laura Lynn, and today we are finishing up um, the game of life and how to play it. Uh, the last chapter, this is the second part, here we go. Um, in this one, like I said, from part one, this one is going to get dicey. And the way, the reason why I say dicey is because it's, I don't know, like I feel like growing up, we, especially in Catholicism, um, as Catholics or maybe as Mexicans, I don't really know, but I feel like I'm not the only one that, or like from the only culture that we grow up like respecting authority, respecting um, our superiors, respecting God. And the rest of the chapter, it's literally Florence Goloshin telling us to, to like go up to God and be like, this is what I want and this is what I need. I need it now and that's it. And it's just like, uh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can talk to God in that way. Because uh, that's like, I don't know. It's just like, was it how I was raised? Um, but I'm going to go into it about how even, even if I don't want to necessarily, Florence Kovacian makes really great points as to why we have to do this and why we have to speak to God in this way. Um, and like she said, it's like not to be disrespectful. It's actually the opposite. It's actually saying like, God, you are so amazing that I want to be just as amazing as you. And so I'm going to ask you for these things so that I can live up to my potential that you gave me. Um, and so when you think about it that way, it's a, a lot better. But um, but yeah, let's so let's get into it. Are you ready to jump in with me? Uh, see you right now after the break. Alright, so to begin, um, this is on page 89. Again, I have, this is like a, the book that I have is like a red cover. I don't know, but it's 89 in my book. Um, she talks about a student who says, when I, asked, when I asked the father for anything, I put my foot down and I say, Father, I'll take nothing less than I've asked for, but more. So man should never compromise. Having done all, stand. This is something, this is sometimes the most difficult time of demonstrating. The temptation comes to give up, to turn back, to compromise. He only serves who stands and waits. Demonstrations often come at the 11th hour because man then lets go, that is, stops reasoning, and infinite intelligence has a chance to work. So this is like, it's probably like half the page that I read. Um, so I first just want to point out that Florence Goval Shin may not be the most tolerant She's tolerant, but she's not accepting based on what she wrote here because that's why I kind of like struggled reading through it because like the first quote, it, she says a colored student. So I'm like, mm, don't know how to feel about that. And then she like makes this person sound less educated by putting extra S's in places that they don't belong. So 
She says, I puts my foot down. I says, Father, I'll take nothing less. But she obviously included it in here because she is tolerant and I feel like she wants to be accepting, but she still had to be like, this didn't come from me. This came from this kind of individual. So I just wanted to point that out if you are reading this. Um, but I really like what, why she, but I'm really glad that she put it in here because I feel like talking to God in that way is like, oof, I don't know if I could do that. But then I like how she like backs it up with saying like, he also serves who stands and waits. So God will be there for you, but you just might have to wait. Um, but you have to be able to stand up and like ask for the things that you need because it's kind of like in everyday life, if you don't, if you don't share your needs with those who can fulfill those needs, then you're never going to, to get anywhere. You know, like if your job, if your, if your boss is working you like a dog, then you have to speak up or it's never going to change. Like you have to set these boundaries and you have to tell people. So um, I did um, like that she put that in. I also like how she says that we have to wait till the 11th hour because that's when man lets go. That is stops reasoning. So I feel like if we're just constantly overthinking, like running things through our own head and trying to figure out by ourselves that this is what happens. But the second that we let go, we let go of that, um, that reasoning, like that, that consciousness. And that's what she was talking about earlier. Um, then it just, like, it just comes together. And there's no need to... Uh, um, yeah, there's no need to like have that reasoning because you just have to know that God got this. So that infinite intelligence has a chance to work. You have to stop reasoning with that part of your mind. I'm trying to find the place where she talked about it because she was talking about like the consciousness level, the conscious level and saying that like your reasoning mind is from your consciousness you're conscious but then your like spiritual mind here it is here it is here it is nope not it i can't find it but basically that's what she was saying so it's like kind of cool that she's like warping it back in here like tying it all together okay so um then after she talks about that she says man's dreary desires are answered drearily and his impatient desires long delayed or violently fulfilled so basically what she's saying here is that like if you're dreary and and asking for god asking god what you need you're gonna get your answers drearily and I had never heard of the word drearily. Like, I've heard of dreary before, but not drearily. And so, drearily just means causes sadness or gloom, dull, boring, sorrowful, sad. So, like, if you kind of just like, eh, like, it would be nice if I had this. But then I feel like it's the whole, like, deserving thing, too. So, I feel like that's what I was talking about in the last episode, like, getting the abundance. But if you, I feel like most people are, like... 
mm, I'm not smart enough to be a millionaire. Mm, I'm not tech savvy enough to be a like. If you have these like kind of things that come into your head, then yeah, you're not gonna be a millionaire. You know. Um. So that's what she's saying here. Man's dreary desires are answered drearily. So if you're just like, eh, like I guess, then God's gonna be like, eh, I guess you know but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are gonna get it you know i keep saying you know i have to stop saying that um but then but she, she also says his impatient desires long delayed or or violently fulfilled so if you're like god i need this now and like that's it then that's like where it could become long delayed or violent um and so that's why she told you at the beginning like how to ask for things to be grateful for the things and then ask for something else. Um, and then sometimes you have to just wait and just wait to the 11th hour so that you can stop your overthinking and just allow God to work, the infinite intelligence to work. So then she gives an example about like how it could be like violently fulfilled. So like this woman, she's always like, I wish I could get rid of my glasses. But then so she gets rid of her glasses. But what she actually meant was like, I want to be able to see without my glasses. Like I want to get rid of wearing glasses. But she said it wrong. And so then it was like a whole big thing. And she kept like losing her glasses and she couldn't see. So that's what happened there. So, yeah, that's what's happening there. And then um, she's talking about, let me look at the next quote that I have here for us. Um, okay, so it's on page 90. She talks about denial and affirmations, which is what the chapter is entitled. Um, before that, though, she talks, she has a little story about an umbrella mender or umbrella, a woman with an umbrella. And basically the umbrella was like inside out, like it was raining, like she was like freaking out. And so then she just like cast her burden. Um, and then she was like, oh God, take charge, you take charge of this umbrella. I do not know what to do. A moment later, a voice behind her said, lady, do you want your umbre umbrella mended? There stood an umbrella mender. She replied, indeed I do. The men mended the umbrella while she went into the house to pay her call, and when she returned, she had a good umbrella. There is always an umbrella mender at hand on man's pathway when one puts the umbrella or situation in God's hands. So again, just like casting your burden, like you don't have to deal with this. Let God take care of it for you, and then everything will be okay. Um... And so, yeah. So now after that, like literally the next sentence is one should always follow a denial with an affirmation. And I believe, okay, yeah, it is this one. Okay. So she has an example and she's talking about this guy. So apparently, so this is what I'm getting from reading this is that like she's writing this book about all of like her, her patients that she goes and sees. So I feel like she's, like, one of those people that does, like, the one-on-one. -on -one. So she, like, goes from, like, place to place and, like, people, that's how she gets her money. Like, she gets paid by helping people and, like, having students and all of that. Um, and so she's talking about this man um, who was apparently very ill. I made this statement. I deny this appearance of disease. 
It is unreal, therefore cannot register in his consciousness. This man is a perfect idea in divine mind. Pure substance expressing perfection. And so she's like denying the illness and then affirming that he is perfect the way he is. That he is divinely in his, his perfect idea in divine mind. So that's what she means by the denials and affirmations, which is what the title of this chapter is. Um, that whatever you don't like, you can deny it and then, and then follow it up with an affirmation that um, will help and that will like, clear a space. So then she says, there is no time or space in divine mind. Therefore, the word reaches instantly its destination and does not return void. I have treated patients in Europe and have found that the result was instantaneous. Isn't that so cool? Like someone's like seriously ill. You just say these few words and then they're just cured like that. But I feel like the person like has to believe it. They have to like, it has to come from them too. Like, again, it's all about the intention and all of that. And then she completely like flips scripts. <laughs> she completely flips the, the, the script. And she goes from talking about that to talking about, she's like, I am asked so often the difference between visualizing and visioning. And we've talked about this before in this podcast um, from the, the third eye chakra episode when I was talking about um, that book. Oh my gosh, how do I not remember it right now? <sighs> my gosh, I honestly completely cannot remember that book right now. Like I can picture... The book so perfectly, but I cannot remember for the life of me. Uh, I'll just probably just go to the website to figure it out. But the point is, regardless of what that book is called, um, but it's like really bothering me, so I'm gonna look it up really quick. Um, the Alchemist. There it is. Um. So we're talking about the alchemist and we're talking about like visualizing and how like the the kid Santiago he could like visualize everything. Um and so it's so cool that like now Florence Govolshin is like giving us her two cents about the difference between visualizing and visioning. Oh, here's the thing that I was talking about with the consciousness minds and stuff. Okay, here it is. Visualizing is a mental process governed by the reasoning or conscious mind. So when you visualize something, it's like when you put it into your head, when you're like, hey, this is what I want. This is, these are the X, Y, Z's I was talking about in the last episode. These are like the, okay, this is what I got. Bop, 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 got it. Visioning is a spiritual process governed by intuition or the super conscious mind. So visioning that's the clair that's the clair the clairvoyant part so it just like comes into your head so cool so visioning is just like when it comes into your head so like kind of like what happened with me when I did like the whole like abundance um incense recipe that um 
like the visioning, it just came to me. I'm like, okay, now I know what I have to do. Like I have to do this, this, and this. And then not knowing that this is not my end point, knowing that because I'm going to do this, because I'm going to earn money in this way, then I can do my other things that I want to do. So again, it's manifesting the money in order to make the world a better place, in order to go after your true desires. And not saying that this thing isn't going to be my true desire. I feel like they can all be. Everything together can be the true desire. So I think that's like how it's so cool how it all comes together. Um, okay, so this next part. <laughs> my dog had been doing so good. And now here he is crying because he wants some love. Okay. Um, it's okay, baby bills. So, yeah, so isn't that so cool about visualizing and visioning? Like, wow. Um, so you want to get to a point where you're just constantly visioning instead of um, visualizing because visualizing is like the, the, um, the conscious mind and you want to just allow God to do God's work. You don't necessarily want to, because you know whatever it is, God's going to do it better. <laughs> And so the point of life is just to like work on ourselves to eventually get to that point, right? But I feel like the, I feel like God's always going to be better because we're just a small part of God. But I feel like by working on ourselves, we're making God better too. And so I feel like that's like how it all kind of comes together. Because I feel like the conscious mind is programmed by society yeah societal norms familial norms all these different kinds of norms where the conscious mind i mean the sub, the super conscious mind is is the divine so why wouldn't you want to just have that you know so but i also do feel like visualizing is important um so that you can have your xyz to allow everything to come together um, I really love this quote. It's on page 91. Um, it's right after the little part. She says, like, students should train his mind to receive the these flashes of inspiration and work out the divine pictures. So that's like the whole visioning when it comes to you. Um, through definite leads. Okay, here's the quote that I love. Um... I desire only that which God desires for me. That's like, it was just like, oh, it just like hit me. Like, that's what I want. I want to desire only what God desires for me because that's when it's, well, that, that's when you're on the right path. That's when you're like in divine, the divine right, divine mind, all of that is when you desire what God desires for me. I mean, when God desires, you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> um... So what Florence Goble Shin says, though, is when a man can say, I only desire that which God desires for me, his false desires fade from the consciousness and a new set of blueprints is given him, is given him by the master architect, the God within. So that is when, like, when you just, like, let go and you're like, hey, like, this is the life that someone else planned for me. Like, or I'm doing this because I want to feel this X, Y, and Z way. 
by doing this, that's what I'm going to get that. It's not actually like to your own true love. Then that's like where you have the problem. And so um, it's actually like a great way of like introducing it. Like I keep talking about like that thing that came to me that I'm like, I now I know what I need to do. So I'll do like a brief thing. I wasn't going to say anything, but I just kind of, it's coming out of me now. Um, so the problem with society I see is that, is that people might be able to say that I desire only that which God desires for me, but I feel like people don't know themselves that well to like know what their passions are. So like I said with my example of like moving to Miami, like I don't want to move to Miami. Like I, I love living here. Um, but what if you're meant to live in Miami, but you just don't know it yet? You see what I mean? So like I feel like you have to work on yourself at least a little bit to like understand what your needs are. Or else how can you stand up to God and be like, this is what I need, this is what I want? Or how can you say, I only desire that which God desires for me if, what if you don't even believe in God, you know? So, and I'm not saying like, I'm gonna be here to like convince atheists of like the universe, the infinite um, intelligence or anything like that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that I feel like we could become, um, we could become, oh my gosh, I don't know what all the words are escaping me today. I keep wanting to say architect, but that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say like paleontologist, but what's like that other word that starts with an A? I don't know. I can't think of it right now. Um... I'll just look up Indiana Jones like what was Indiana Jones and you're probably like over there in, at home or wherever you're listening to in your car being like it's this and archaeology yeah I knew it was like art but I don't know it just like couldn't come up to me like there's architect I'm like it's not architect <laughs> yeah an archaeologist so uh, we're gonna be like archaeologists so what I want to do is I want to like create a course where um, we can become like archaeologists with ourselves and like really just like get deep into into like who we are and by uncovering who we are by uncovering our passions that is how we'll be able to to desire only that which God desires for us. Um, and I feel like that's like what's wrong with the world right now is that people just don't know themselves. So how can they ask for what they need? How can they have their needs met when they don't even know what they need? And it kind of goes like for emotions too. Like if you're angry, but you don't know why you're angry, how can you get better? interesting no so so yeah so that's like what I want to do and I feel like I'll be able to help so many people by making this course um and so hopefully you could be a part of it when I when I do it
Um, of course, there'll be more information on Instagram. Like I said, I'm going to start that up again. And just like, like I said in the last one, I just really want to like give it my all because I feel like I've just been so passive on this platform and I'm tired of it. Like I want to, I want to enact change. I want to do all these things and I'm tired of just like sitting back. And I feel like this last year I needed to sit back because I feel like I had so much work to do with myself. But I feel like I'm so much better now and now I want to share it with the world. And so like that's where I'm at. Um, okay, so let's see where we're at. So page 91. Um, God's plan for each man transcends the limitation of the reasoning mind and is always a square of life containing health, wealth, love and perfect self-expression. Like, that's how you'll know if you, if your desires are that of which God desires for you. You'll know because it'll always be the square of life containing health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. Many a man is building for himself an imagination, a bungalow, when he should be building a palace. And I even bolded this um, in my notes because, like, this is exactly what I was talking about when I was, like, when I first started, like, working on the course that I'm going to do. It has to be based in imagination because we have to get back to that childlike um, wonder. Because I feel like that's, like, the children, the reason why they're like that is because they haven't been programmed yet by society. Like, children laugh a lot more than adults. Children have greater imagination than adults. There's a reason for that. They're closer to spirit because, like I said, they haven't been programmed yet. Um, and so, like, that's what one of the goals of my course will be, will be to spark, to put imagination pack into people because we need imagination. Um... Of course, Grand Spirits is a spiritual place, but of course it'll be for anybody. Um, I'll probably still like bring in a few like spiritual things, but it won't be just like in your face spirituality. Um, so I'm gonna say this because this is a this this one is about spirituality. So what I was gonna say was that like imagination comes from your third eye. So everything that you see in your imagination is is true. It's fact. Um, but it's coming from your third eye. So you're seeing different dimensions, different spaces, different time. Um, but everything that you can imagine is real. And so I have a whole episode about that called the reality theory. Um, if you like scroll down or up or however you do it, it's like one of the first episodes I did on this. So probably a year ago, maybe even a year ago today. I don't know. But, um, oh, I forgot to say that. Can you believe it? It's been a whole year. Like it was... It was, bef- it was like the week before last. It was um, September 14th. Actually, it was September 10th. I don't know. But the point is, is that it's been a year. Like, it's so cool. Like, how much um, has happened in a year with this. And I feel like the next year is going to be even more. It's gonna be even better. Because like I said, I was super passive because I was really just like working on myself. And I feel like that's all I could really do was like one episode at a time. But I feel like now I'm in a better place um, where I can actually like give it my all. So pretty exciting. 
Um, but yeah, so imagination. So this quote, many a man is building for his building for himself an imagination, a bungalow when he should be building a palace. It's like, yeah, like you, if you can think of it, it could be yours. If you can think of it, like it can, it can be real. And so it's just a matter of you getting to that, to that place in your life. So you, in order to like ask God for a palace, uh, what I found interesting and I just learned, I think it was on TikTok, probably on TikTok. I wouldn't even be able to tell you what video but it was talking about how Drake he had the picture of his current house on his um, desktop wallpaper for like five years before he actually bought the house like he was like literally manifesting it every single day like he was like telling God he was like that that kid um, like signing up to God and being like this is what I want this is it like I'll wait as long as you need me to wait but this is what I want and then sure enough he got it so his imagination was building a palace instead of building a bungalow that a lot of people build. And then, yeah, so 91 was just like gold. And then the next, um, next paragraph says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. Trust also in him and he will bring it to pass. So just to be patient, to allow um, the Lord to do what the Lord needs to do, and then just put your faith in the um, infinite intelligence and it'll all come together. And now we're almost done. So... Second to last page. Um, oh, she's so talking about this girl who like needed a hundred bucks, and then I don't. She doesn't know why, but she went to go look through these papers, and then sure enough, there was a hundred dollars there, and she's like, "I did not put this here. Like, I do not ever remember putting like leaving money here. I've literally gone through these papers a hundred times. Like, how is there money here?" And she's basically saying like, "It's here because, um, because." Uh, it may have been a materialization as Jesus Christ materialized the loaves and fish. So, you know, like the story of like, he only had like, I don't know, I remember how many he had, but he had a small amount. He like fed hundreds through this. It was just like materialized. Um, so it's super cool, like how things happen like that. And that's like the hope like, that you can have as well. Like if you like, need money, tell God and then you'll get money. Um, it's literally that simple. Um, it's like, I just want to talk about that really quick. Cause I've talked, I talked about this once when we first bought this house back in December of last year. Um, I remember telling, telling you, um, that the December before that we couldn't even afford Christmas gifts for our families. And then this December we've bought a full on house and now this December, um, like we have the house now and everything, but what's so crazy to me is that our wedding was $12,000. And, and I, I'm gonna tell the story not to like brag, like, oh, look at me or whatever. I'm just like, I just like, I'm sharing like how your perception like has, it just changes everything. 
Um, our wedding was $12,000, and we actually ended up using part of that to put the down payment on this house from the wedding because we didn't have it because of corona because it got canceled, in case you're new. Um, and, and now, like, because at that time, like, $12,000 was so much money. We spent forever saving that up, forever. Um... And then we thought when we, like, moved into the house, we were going to be, like, house poor. They talk about that on, um, oh my gosh, I'm telling you, everything is escaping me. Um, what is that called? Man, what is wrong with me today? Um, fresh off the boat. That's what it's called. Um, when they buy, like, that big house, they're like, oh, but we can't use it because of this and this. Like, we thought that was going to be us. But we're not. And, like, I even, like I said, I quit my job. But I still feel like we're thriving. And it's just so crazy. Like, $12,000 seemed like so much two years ago. And now it doesn't seem like that much at all. Like, now, like, like our eye is, like, on the prize of, like, so much more than that. And then what I love about my husband and I is that, like, everything that we do, we do it with, helping people in mind we're not we're, we don't want to be rich just to be like oh because we're rich like we could do whatever we want it's not about that and I feel like that's like what I've also learned from this book from Florence Goval Shin is that you want money because you want to be free you want to be able to pursue the things that you want to pursue and you want to be able to help the world in the way that you think is best and that's what's so beautiful about this world is that Everybody has their own pers- perspective and everybody like vibrates at different frequencies. But what's cool is that you can all vibrate at the same frequency in different aspects. And so that's what I feel is just so amazing. Um, so yeah. So she says, there is a tremendous power alone in the name Jesus Christ. It stands for truth made manifest. And later she goes on to say... That Holy Ghost means God in action. So it's like so cool how like these words that we use. So like God is like the infinite intelligence, the infinite creator, the divine creator, all that. Jesus, truth made manifest. So when you say in, I say it in Spanish, I, I really can't do it in English. It was so embarrassing for my confirmation. I literally like I went to like do like the, um, confession and then he's like how do you not know it and I'm like I only know it in Spanish so <laughs> Padre el Hijo del Espíritu Santo so el Padre God so the infinite intelligence el Hijo Jesus Christ truth made manifest I think I might just say this so infinite intelligence I'm like doing like the cross right now so I'm putting my hand up to my um, forehead Infinite intelligence, truth made manifest, God in action. That's like the, the, the Trinity. That's so cool. Infinite intelligence. So like all-knowing, all-powerful, the creator. Truth made manifest. Whatever you speak will be truth and you can manifest it. You can be true. Whatever you manifest can be true for you. And then God in action, when you feel God, it's the Holy Ghost coming to you, helping you, aiding you, moving your life onto the right path. And you're in action. 
it's so beautiful. Um, he said, whatsoever ye ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. The power of this name, Jesus Christ, raises the students into the fourth dimension. How does she know about the fourth dimension in 1925? So cool. Where he is freed from all astral and psychic influences, and he becomes unconditioned and absolute, as God himself is unconditioned and absolute. There's a story... Um, I think I probably saw it on TikTok, but I couldn't find the video if I tried, because um, it might have not been on there. But basically, it was like this, um, like this guru, um, and he was on stage, and then he's like, "When I'm meditating and I'm in the fourth dimension or fifth dimension, I forgot what he said, but it was like not the third. He's like, I could stab myself, and no blood will come out because I am not my body, and it will not hurt." And so he does it. He shows it on stage, and of course, no blood comes out, and he's fine. Then um, some scientist in the front row is like, he like taunts him in some way. And so he like, he gets at his ego. So it makes him, it makes like the guru come down from a higher dimension to back to the third. And in that split second, his arm starts gushing out blood. Um because he's no longer without a body he came back into his body because like we're all human you know and then he had to like calm himself as he's blushing god and calm himself to get back into that meditative state to get back into the fourth and fifth conscious i mean dimension fourth or fifth dimension and then the blood just stops i just think that's so cool and i honestly believe that is a true story um, but yeah, so that's what it's saying here. The, the power of this name raises the student into the fourth dimension where he is freed from all astral and psychic influences and he becomes unconditioned and absolute as God himself is unconditioned and absolute. Just wow. Um, okay. So now here's the, the last the last like little section of the whole book and it just ties the book in together beautifully so let's get into it man should make an art of thinking the master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of his mind so on the website i i put it into like different sections because this one it's like it's a big chunk and I feel like it's kind of like wordy um so I did the best I could so let's just go for like let's do like sentence by sentence first sentence man should make an art of thinking so thinking is an art um do it like but just like what's like with art you don't want to just like smother the whole thing in paint you don't want to smother your brain your palette of your brain with thinking it's an art so sometimes less is more all times less is more um so he says the master thinker is an artist and is careful to paint only the divine designs upon the canvas of his mind so be careful it's saying to paint the, the divine designs 
upon the canvas of his mind. So whatever he sees, he wants to draw, but he has to be careful about it. And he paints these pictures with masterly strokes of power and decision. So that's like with like people who are, they say that they're indecisive. This is the part where you have to see what is in your mind and just act on it. Don't care what everyone else thinks. Whatever you think is right, that's the right answer. And that's why art, and that's why thinking is an art. Um, he paints these pictures. Okay, this is the part. Having perfect faith that there is no power to mar their perfection. So you can't ruin it. Whatever you think, and if you act on it, it's going to be perfect. You can't think about it too much. You, there's no power to take away from their perfection. It's going to be perfect. And they shall manifest in his life the ideal made real. So whatever you think can be manifested. It can come from what's in your head, the ideal, and can come out perfectly. And I feel like that's like exactly like my dog right here. Like he was in my head from when I was a kid and then here he is and he's perfect and he's real and I just love him so much. Same with the house, same with my husband. Oh my gosh, it was so crazy. After we first got married, like I would just get glimpses of like my past selves. Like I would just hear words of like my, what my past selves would say. Like, oh, like I want a husband like this. Oh, I want, I want a husband like that. And then it would just like pop into my head at random parts, like right after we first got married, maybe like a couple months um, after we got married that it was like, yeah, like this is literally him. This is literally who I was asking for. And now here he is um, manifest in my life, the ideal made real. And so that's like basically like this is like the almost the last um, section of the book or the last paragraph of the book I mean second to last paragraph of the book that um this is how to play the game of life is to think is to make thinking an art is to make your thoughts a reality to manipulate the energy around you by calling on to God who loves you and if you're not Christian, that's fine. You can say, like, the creator or an infinite intelligence, the infinite spirit. It's all the same entity. Um, so, yeah. I'm just so beautiful that thinking is an art and that everything that you think can become a reality. Okay. And then after that one, it says, All power is given man through right thinking to bring his heaven upon his earth. And this is the goal of the game of life. Like, oh, shivers. That whatever you think, all power is given man through right thinking. So you have the power to bring what you what you perceive as heaven upon your earth your real life and this is the game of and this is the goal of the game of life that's the whole point 
is to be able to whatever you imagine for it to become reality. Just like that chant that I did for the abundance in the house. Whatever you can, whatever you perceive, you like whatever you believe, whatever you perceive, whatever, anything like that, you can have in your real life. And then she says, the simple rules are fearless faith, non-resistance, and love, which she had full-on chapters about in here. So just stop overthinking, have faith that everything's going to work out, don't fear anything, and just love. May each reader be now freed from that thing which has held him in bondage throughout the ages, standing between him and his own, and know the truth which makes him free. Free to fulfill his destiny to bring into manifestation the divine design of his life, health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. Be ye transformed by renewing of your mind. And that's how it ends. So basically, she just like did a beautiful summary of everything that we need. So number one, art, art, thinking is an art. Number two, the goal of the game of life is to bring your perceived um, reality into actual reality. So whatever you want to have, um, I guess not perceived, your desired, there we go. Your desired reality to become your reality is the goal of the game of life. The rules are fearless faith, non-resistance, and love. And then to be free of anything that holds you down, to let go Know your truth, live out your truth, feel free to fulfill your destiny, bring into manifestation the design of your life, which is health, wealth, love, and perfect self-expression. Now you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind by reading this book. So beautiful. And then... The way that it ends, ends is the next page. She says denials and affirmations. And she literally just like lists all of like the most important spells that she created in the book. So I'm just going to read them just because they were just amazing. And in case you haven't listened to the other ones, like you could listen to this for the spells and then listen to the the other podcasts if you want to. Okay. For prosperity, God is my unfailing spirit supply. I messed up. I've started over. (laughs) Okay, for prosperity, God is my unfailing supply and large sums of money come to me quickly under grace and perfect ways. For right conditions, every plan my Father in heaven has not planned shall be dissolved and dissipated And the idea and the divine idea now comes to pass. One more time. For right conditions. Every plan my father in heaven has not planned shall be dissolved and dissipated. And the, and the divine idea comes to pass. Now comes to pass. I don't know why I have such a hard time reading it. We're going to do it one more time. For right conditions. Every plan my father in heaven has not planned shall be dissolved and dissipated and the divine idea now comes to pass 
There it is. So basically, this is the one where she's talking about, like, the daughter and the mom about, like, the daughter wanting to leave. And the mom was like, no, I don't want you to leave. And so they said this. And then the daughter was like, yeah, you're right. Why am I leaving? Um, so, yeah, basically, it's just that if you say this and you don't because you don't know if you're doing the right thing, the idea will just will just leave and you won't you won't feel the the pull to do it anymore if it's not for you. Another for right conditions, only that which is true of God is true of me. For I and the Father are one. For faith. As I am one with God, I am one with my good. For God is both the giver and the gift. I cannot separate the giver from the gift. I want to read that one more time. That was a really good one. This is for faith. As I am one with God, I am one with my good. For good is both the giver and the gift. I messed up. <laughs> so one more time. For faith, as I am one with God, I am one with good. For God is both the giver and the gift. I cannot separate the giver from the gift. Another for right conditions. Divine love now dissolves and dissipates every wrong condition in my mind, body, and affairs. Divine love is the most powerful chemical in the universe and dissolves everything which is not of itself. All you have to do is love. This one's for health. Divine love floods my consciousness with health and every cell in my body is filled with light. Man, I felt that one. I'm going to do it one more time. For health. Divine love floods my consciousness with health. And every cell in my body is filled with light. For the eyesight. My eyes are God's eyes. I see with the eyes of spirit. I see clearly the open way. There are no obstacles on my pathway. I see clearly the perfect plan. So that's how you know that you're on the right path, 444. For guidance, I am divinely sensitive to my intuitive leads and give instant obedience to thy will. One more time. For guidance, I am divinely sensitive to my intuitive needs and give instant obedience to thy will. So again, knowing what you need and asking for it. One thing that's popped into my head is that I feel like a lot of people are like, everything that you need is within you, which is 100% true. But I also feel like we're, we were put here in order to help each other. So why not help each other? So I feel like like by sharing your needs with others, I feel like you can you can like get help, you know? Like you don't just have to rely on yourself, like, oh, everything's inside of me that I need, which is true, it is. But I feel like you shouldn't be afraid to ask for help as well. Because we know that God does use other people to help you. Just like God uses other people to help me. So that's how it works. Like we help each other. For the hearing, 
My ears are God's ears. I hear with the ears of spirit. I am non-resistant and am willing to be led. I hear glad tidings of great joy. So when you hear something, you have to do it. And that's what's really cool about that show manifest I was talking about earlier with the callings. Like, for them, it, like, it physically hurts that they don't listen. And from, for, like, for people who are clairaudient, it's more of just, like, it's, like, this nagging feeling that you know, like, you hear it and you know that you should do it, but sometimes you don't want to. I will never, never forget this. I was at Ross one time, and I tried on some pants. And, actually, I didn't try them on, but, like, I grabbed the pants, like, I was going to buy them, and then I, later I decided I didn't want to buy them. And then I put them back, and I put them in the right, like, rack, but I put them in, like, the wrong, like, the wrong, like, size. Like, I put them, like, it was the same rack, though. And then as I was walking away, I heard God say, like, move it to the right place. And I'm like, it's literally on the same rack. If someone needs to find it, they can literally just look on the same rack. It's not like they wouldn't find the pants. And then God was like, didn't, didn't answer me. It was just like, move it to where it needs to go, to the right space. And I didn't listen and I left. And to this day, it haunts me. Like, why didn't I, why was I so stubborn? Like, if God asked me to do that, I should have just done it. So, so yeah. So, once again, for the hearing, my ears are God's ears. I hear with the ears of spirit. I am non-resistant and am willing to be led. I hear glad tidings of great joy, of great joy. For right work, I love, this is my favorite one. I have perfect work in a perfect way. I give perfect service for perfect pay. I like this one, I'm gonna do it again. For the right work, I have a perfect work in a perfect way. I give perfect service for a perfect pay. And the last one, for freedom from all bondage, I cast this burden on the Christ within and I go free. But that's all, in the end, it's all we really want, right? It's just to like, Go free, be free. Everything that that we that we need. Um, so yeah. So yeah, this is the book, and I to say that I loved it is an understatement. I thought this was just such a a genius book, and I I still like fathom I still fathoms like how. It was written a hundred years ago. That's just so crazy to me. But um, but yeah, um, I'd love to hear your feedback if you like the book. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I really loved it, and I feel like I'm gonna need to reread it, um, in the future probably. Just so that there were just so many gold nuggets that I feel like only that's what's so cool about God is that God puts certain things in your life for you to like whatever you need at that time but then when you go back even just like shows if you rewatch shows from when you were younger like you pick up on new things and you're like what I didn't even know that was in there but like now it speaks to you because now it's important in your life so I think it's really cool how things like that work um but yeah can you believe it like it's done and so um with that said next week I will be talking about um doing that new series that I was saying 
about the different planets. So looking at the different planets, um, different zodiac signs, just like learning more about them to be able to have a better understanding of ourselves. Um, and yeah, just like working from there. Also, if you don't follow me on Instagram, I don't blame you because I don't post, but um, I am going to start posting now. So if you want to follow, that would be awesome. I'm going to do like a whole like um, rebranding of Granted Spirits and like it's going to be like Granted Spirits 2.0. Like not only am I going to do the podcast, I'm going to start doing TikToks. I'm going to start doing uh, Instagram, start blogging more. I feel like the blogs are pretty popular, but I just don't write enough and so I feel like now is a time that I, I need to get started on that so so yeah like um we just turned a year uh, with grounded spirits and so here's to another year full of abundance and and I'm just glad that you're here um so hope to see you next week have a wonderful day and again my name is Laura Lynn and have a beautiful week. Bye.